0: everyone, and welcome back to Real Perspective, the podcast based on a YouTube show, based on a podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith, and this week I am joined by
1: a very familiar guest, uh, Corey Tyndall. Hello! I'm here. What's up, Corey? Not too much. I'm excited to be here today. We've got lots of good things in store.
0: Yeah, uh, Corey is here to talk about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which Heck is
1: yeah. a new
0: Uh, animated film from Sony Pictures Animation uh, in association with Marvel about uh, Miles Morales, the uh, ultimate Spider-Man from the Ultimates universe. And um, spoilers, it's a pretty good movie. So we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But first, I want to talk about Spider-Man in general. Um, You know, Spider-Man's had a year, man. He has. Um, He has been in four major pieces of media or connected yes. to four major pieces of media this year he was in infinity war yep. he had his own ps4 game yes uh venom was a thing that people could watch if they felt <laughs> like they wanted to waste a couple hours it was and now was into the, into the spider Verse. <laughs> um so yeah it's been a big spider year yeah. year of the spider
1: Year of the spider
0: and there was it was interesting because at a certain point, it kind of felt like, do we need all this Spider-Man content?
1: Yes, we do. <laughs> Jay, what are you talking about? We always do. I mean, I might be a little biased. But sure. So Corey, you're- I mean, we could have done without Venom, but-
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then we wouldn't have that dope Eminem song. Um, yeah. <laughs> ugh, what a bad song. Ugh. Anyway. Um, so Corey, you're, you're a spider fan. I am. So in this, in this year of the spider, how do you feel about it overall?
1: I think it's been great. I, for those of you listening and previous listeners to the before and after show, it comes as no surprise that I am a self-proclaimed Spider-Man, um, lover, um, grew up. With Spider-Man reading the comics watching the shows like I love Spider-Man and for me it's been really cool because I feel like the different pieces of media that he's been attached to this year have really more so some more some than others but like have really like got to the essence of like what is Spider-Man and why does the general public at large love him? And so that's been really cool. Mainly specifically the PS4 game and this movie. Uh, Infinity War, like, I loved his part in it, but obviously it's not, like, solely focused on Spider-Man. And then, like, Venom is, like, the weird peripheral (laughs) offshoot thing of Tom Hardy. But, um, yeah, I think it's been great just to see Spider-Man represented in so many places and, like... We'll talk about later, and, like, you know, the main thing I loved about Into the Spider-Verse is this, it gets at the essence of, like, what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. And, like, I think that's what that's what makes people love him.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's been, um, I've been kind of surprised by it for a couple reasons. One, I think it's interesting that there are, Three quarters of them are great. Like, just full <laughs> stop great. Um, yeah. Like, Infinity War is great. The yep. Spider-Man PS4 game is outstanding. It's the first game I paid full price for in a long time. Um, it's good. It's Man, it's good. Uh, I still haven't yeah, finished it, but I really want to. Um, <laughs>
1: and then Into the Spider-Verse is great. And Venom's really bad. but yeah, but, but But, like, laughably, like, you can have a good time with Venom.
0: I guess so, <laughs> but I yes. Guess so, but I, I, that really surprised me because it really kind of felt like, "Wow, th- th- do you think this is like Spider over saturation?" Because this is a big ask from people to be like, "Okay, so we have we have Spider Man, right?" And people yeah. are like, "Cool, he's Tobey Maguire." Okay, we got that. Okay, Tobey Maguire is done. Okay, now it's Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Okay, sure. Okay, he's done. You didn't like that. Okay, now we got this Tom Holland kid. Okay, sure. I guess.
1: Um, kind of. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, now he's in. Now he's in the Civil War immediately, uh, and yep. then he like instantly gets his own movie, and everyone was like, "Yeah, okay, let's." Sure, that's fine. We're on board. And yeah. then you know he's in Infinity War, and it's like, "Yeah, cool, fine with me." And then they were like, "Okay, well, he's also getting a PS4 game." And that's not connected. It's not a Spider-Man homecoming. It's just, it's a Spider-Man story. And everyone was like, all right. And they were like, okay, so then we have Venom (laughs) and that's Tom Hardy. And he's going to be separate. He's just going to be
1: crazy. Yeah.
0: And that's going to be like a thing, but it's not going to be a thing that's connected to the other thing. And everyone was like, ah, yeah, I think we get it. And then they were like, okay, but a couple months later, (laughs) we're going to have a cartoon that's not, it's not the Venom Tom Hardy thing, but it's also (laughs) not the PS4 game, but it's also not the Tom Holland Holland MCU thing, but it's going to be a cartoon. And this time he's like black and Puerto Rican and... It's a character named Miles Morales, and, like, the nerds know who that is, but, like, the people who, like, go see Spider-Man movies at large don't really. And everyone was just kind of like, okay. Like, it was this crazy risk to ask that much of an audience, and everyone was just kind of like, Spider-Man? Sure. Like, I... And it hasn't been confusing for people, which is... no, Maybe says something about me and the way I view my fellow (laughs) human beings, but... I really thought people were going to be like, okay, what's this? Like, you know, because I had people asking me when Rogue One took place, you know? So yeah. I kind of thought everyone was going to be like, what the hell? Like, why? Why? It's is- like,
1: who's, who is this Spider-Man? Yeah, I thought <laughs> the origin story, we got that with Andrew Garfield. Or, but wait, who's the Tom Collin guy? And why is he in Infinity War? And what? Yeah, so...
0: So I, th- I was really surprised at how audiences took to each piece of Spider-Man media and kind of just rolled with the m- weird mythology that's around it where it's like connected, but it's all not connected, but they're all the same character. Like, I, I thought that was and I was I was really surprised by that.
1: And I think that's a testament to <clears throat> how popular Spider-Man is. Yeah. People love him. I don't want to say definitively he's, like, the most popular superhero, but, I mean, Marvel has flat out said he is their most popular superhero. And, like, his comics, like, I don't know the numbers right now, but I know historically in the past his comics have been always among, like, the top selling for Marvel. Like, he... And, I mean, he's their flagship character. And I think as we will talk more about this and, like, even the essence of this movie, there's a reason because I feel like a lot of people... Love him and they connect to him So I think maybe we just hit a time Where people are like yeah bring on The Spider-Man like give me more Yeah I
0: think you're right I think he probably is the most popular superhero Um I think maybe Batman and Superman Are in that conversation as well He's certainly Marvel's most popular hero Yes Um, Even even with the MCU and the various heroes They have in that I think Spider-Man is still the top for them Um yeah, I think Batman maybe be number one. Maybe yeah,
1: that's who that's the that's who I would like say It's probably between Batman and Spider Man. Yeah,
0: and then I think Superman's probably in third. Um, yeah, and yeah, there there's no no argument that he's been the top selling Marvel book for decades. Yeah. Um, yep, <laughs> so. Yeah, he's such a legacy character, and I think people really have fond memories of Spider-Man. People, mm-hmm. A lot of people grew up with him. There's always kind of been Spider-Man stuff to consume yeah. outside of comic books. Like, there's always been either, like, a weird cartoon or a weird live-action version. Like, there's always been a way to see Spider-Man things, Yeah, I think. Um, you know, and we didn't start taking it seriously, really, until 2000, 2001, Spider-Man? Spider-Man one yep. 2002 2002 okay yeah that's right that's right um and like that was the perfect time for Spider-Man that movie to hit because I think yeah. it was because because of 9-11 is why that's what? I would say a like a really big chunk of why that movie was so popular mm-hmm. um you know he's a superhero that's in charge of protecting new york new york and new york had just had something really devastating happen yes. to it and so i think that a lot of people really gravitated towards this person who was at the very least when he put the mask on better than all of us yes at doing that job um yeah i think it's something he the was, country really wanted
1: he was he was a sign of hope i mean in so many reasons but yeah particularly like you're talking post 9-11 like literally the year after it's like this guy who protects new york city and is a symbol of hope and i think people needed that
0: i mean it was like six months after or something
1: yeah because it was like
0: september 11th happened in september and then i think may is when spider-man came out and it immediately became the highest grossing movie or the highest grossing uh opening weekend of all time
1: yeah yeah
0: it was an instant hit and you know there was also that thing where they had the first trailer that was the thieves getting webbed up in the in the Two towers, two towers yeah and they they yep. had to go and pull that and then digitally yep. remove it from the movie and yeah all that stuff um so there was like a it was it was almost connected in a strange way mm-hmm. to 9-11, and i think that yeah. that also did some some like i don't want to i don't think they exploited it for marketing no, but i think no, it was no. it it put the movie in people's
1: heads to go see it
0: yeah um you know and then Followed up with Spider-Man 2, which is considered one yes. of the best superhero movies of all
1: time. Yes. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So much. <laughs> so much to say about that. But, yeah. Yeah. And
0: then kind of really lost a lot of people with Spider-Man 3. And so, uh, like, we've been the, on, a, on dark, a nearly... The Dark Ages. <laughs> yeah. It Yeah. It really ushered yes. in a dark time for Spider-Man. Because then we got the two Andrew Garfield movies, which, like... Uh, the first one was okay, and then the, the second one was... first one's, like, meh. The second, the second one, one was, is just a Man, that movie's
1: uh, bad. It's like repeat Spider Man three again. Yeah. I don't I don't know which one's worse. I think I think Spider Man Three, surprisingly, is better than Amazing Spider Man 2. But I think you're right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, just because Sam Raimi was involved, but Yeah. Uh, uh it was dark times for the web slinger indeed. Yeah, definitely. and
0: then kind of Marvel came in and saved him and in conjunction, Sony right? Yes. So, Sony's been pumping out all this Spider content because he's the only character making the money right now. Yes, um, he is. To the point where uh, I was reading that that Marvel and Sony were kind of butting heads over releasing Far From Home next year because the marketing has to start like now and the filming has to start like now.
1: Yeah. But
0: he done disappeared in, yeah. in, or in Infinity War and, yeah. you, you know, yeah, we can't we, show him yet. Yeah, yeah. we know it's going to get resolved, but it also does take some wind out of the sails of that that yes, the uh, the effect of, <laughs> of that that event happening where it's like, well, yeah, we know that guy's got a sequel on the way. Um, so it was one of those things where Marvel was like, we kind of want to wait because he's going to disappear, and yeah. Sony was like, you're going to make it now because we need money, because we need money, <laughs> because he makes us money. Yeah. Um, And boy does he make the money That's the other thing All four of those pieces of Spider-Man entertainment Have made buckets of money
1: Yeah they've done gangbusters Like even Venom Surprisingly Did really well at the box office Uh, Yeah it did
0: So what is it that keeps people coming to Spider-Man Do you think Like why do people
1: show up for Spider-Man I You know and we'll We'll get into this like when we talk about spider-verse but i just think spider-man like just who he is like what he stands for what he symbolizes just really resonates with people you know and like i said we'll we'll delve more into this but this idea of hope this idea of self-sacrifice this person who um walks through so much stuff so much stuff is heaped upon them but is able to like you know, overcome that and like, you know, rise above it and still do like, you know, the right thing and be that, that symbol of hope for people. I think people really connect with that. Mm. And I, you know, so many thoughts, but I think that's just like, if I have to shoot from the hip.
0: Right. So then that explains three quarters of that. What is it about venom that got people to show up? I don't <laughs> think it was Tom Hardy.
1: Maybe it was, I don't, I <laughs> Maybe morbid curiosity of, like, is Spider... Maybe it was, like, the expectation, like, will Spider-Man be in this? But I feel like people
0: love Venom. Like, they love that character, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like Venom a lot, too. Um, I was very skeptical, like, how are they going to pull this off without Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they didn't, is, they didn't. is the answer. I mean, answer. Like, I mean a, a physical film did emerge, whether or not it was successful. Sure. You know, like, I, but yeah i i don't know i mean i think maybe the you know for me like venom was kind of a thing where it's like this movie looks like it's going to be a train wreck and it was but there's kind of like that spider-man loyalty in Mm -hmm. me and that's kind of what pulled me to see it that and like kind of the the curiosity of like what how are they gonna spin this yeah how are they gonna spin this web yay all the spider puns i'm ready (laughs) A web of controversy here oh, we go. Okay, all right. All right, okay, you just shut me down. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> and then here's the other thing. For the most part, people liked Venom. They did. Like, I know a lot of people. I yeah. well, I don't know a lot of people <laughs> that liked Venom. So I You saw... like Venom. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, nailed it. I saw people who said that they liked it and they like were really entertained by it and thought it was like good and they want to see more. And I was like, "Did you see the same movie? Because
1: what? He loved it all, lobster tank scene included. Pooh
0: boy! Golly. Oh my
1: gosh! He he committed.
0: Yeah, Tom Hardy went for it, man. <laughs> I don't know what he went for.
1: I don't but know. He went for it. He did something. And he had this crazy voice. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So, (laughs) but it resonated with people on some level. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, it was so bad. It was entertaining for me. So, yeah.
0: So they lost. I thought they had lost a lot of goodwill in the eyes of other people. And uh, one, they hadn't because people liked Venom. But I thought people weren't going to show up for Spider-Man. And I think it did pretty
1: good. Uh, Spider-Verse? For,
0: yeah, Spider-Verse. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I think so. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I I want to say I think it did pretty decently. $35 million. I mean, it did a lot better than
0: Mortal Engines, which pulled in like $8 million this weekend.
1: Uh, that looks like a train wreck.
0: Yeah, it looks real bad. Uh, does not look like a good movie, which sucks because I like that premise a lot. So with all this Spider stuff going well, you yes. can kind of get it, right? You can get, okay, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, MCU. Most people show yep. up for these MCU things. It's really smart to have Spider-Man in the MCU right now because, yes. you know, people are seeing like four movies a year, right? Like families are seeing about four-ish movies a year. And yep. that is the Marvel things the three Marvel things, and the Star Wars. It's all Disney, right? It's all that Disney stuff.
1: All the Disney.
0: Um, And then maybe they'll go see, like, Mary Poppins this Christmas. Uh, I'm sure they'll go see Mary Poppins this Christmas. Stuff like that. With that, they say, okay, we're gonna do this Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse thing. It's gonna be the Miles Morales story. You know, not necessarily focused on Peter Parker. And then, also, on top of that, we're gonna bring in Spider-Gwen and, like, a crappy peter peter parker and, yeah <laughs> you know uh penny parker and yep. spider ham and spider-man yep. noir and it was like okay who's heard of these people like yeah there's the subset of like comic book nerds that now like spider ham and spider-man noir and all this but like yep me the 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 audience at large i think is super unfamiliar with yes all of these characters miles Morales included i would say
1: yeah a lot of people don't know they're like oh there's another spider-man so to have a movie where you throw like six spider people at them
0: yeah so that's a crazy idea right yes so then it opens to 35 million and it's got insane word of mouth. It's still sitting at like a 99 or 98% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Yeah. And like, it's super solid. What? I I mean, what happened, man? Like, why? It, once again, why did people show up for this Spider-Man that they
1: probably didn't even know? I, I don't know. I mean, I want to say I think it has to do with who Spider-Man is. You know, you see Spider-Man... And, like, even though you see these other, like, in the trailers and stuff, you see, like, oh, there's, like, this weird other Spider people and there's a Spider mech suit and, like, the Spider-Man, is different, the female Spider-Man. But I still think it's, like, the name recognition and what Spider-Man has historically stood for. You know, you think of superheroes. You think of someone like Superman or Batman, like we mentioned earlier. They have... You know, they have something, like, tied to them. Like, what do they stand for? And I think the thing tied to Spider-Man, again, is, like, that idea of of hope and doing what's right. And I think people are attracted to that, you know? I mean, the whole line with great power comes great responsibility. I think, like, those things, you know, like, still, there's a lot of goodwill in Spider-Man still. And so people are like, oh, yeah, like, I like Spider-Man. Like, you know, I'm, g- I'm going to give it a shot. Hmm. Do you think that
0: and I don't wanna I don't wanna be morbid about it, but do you think that Stan Lee's
1: recent passing had something to do with it? Um it it definitely could. Um, you know, that's not out of the equation. Uh, you know, because I mean it's like the guy who is like at the helm of Marvel and created so many of these characters. And, like, you know, Spider-Man's probably the most iconic one he created. So, yeah, there could be some of that that factored into people wanting to go and see, you know, kind of pay homage to Stan and, like, his legacy. So, you know, that very well could be a factor. Yeah. Um,
0: regardless, this thing did gangbusters, man. And uh, so the this, this movie follows... Uh, miles morales miles morales who is a teenager living in is he in brooklyn brooklyn he 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 lives in brooklyn and uh he's he's got this kind of trial he's part of this like pilot program with a uh, with a, a stem school um yeah that's way way uptown or downtown from them It's far away from from his neighborhood.
1: From where he lives, yeah. Yeah,
0: and uh, he's got to go there for a week at a time. And, uh, you know, gets the weekends off and stuff. And he's also really good at art. And is kind of in this weird space where he's kind of figuring out who he is. Because he's on the cusp of adulthood. Yep. Um, And... Uh, And not that he's like 17 or 18 or anything, but like teenagers, like a lot of the awkward teenager years are kind of figuring out what kind of person you're going to be. Yeah. And
1: like, who are you going to be? Yeah.
0: And so he's trying to reconcile, like, I'm really smart, but I love my neighborhood and I love my family and I love like the people that populate it and make it great. And I love doing the street art, but I Dad's a cop, and...
1: And, like, how does that factor into how I do stuff? And yeah. And I go to this, like, high-achieving academic school.
0: Yeah, and just kind of dealing with the expectations put on him by others, but also the goals and things he wants to see for himself.
1: Yeah. And he's yep. kind of
0: in that space when we meet him. And mm-hmm. uh, he ends up going and doing... Uh, he He's really close with his Uncle Aaron. He goes yeah. to visit his uncle, and they go and do a street art project. In uh, an abandoned subway tunnel, much like Peter Parker, he uh, gets bitten by a radioactive, by a radioactive spider. spider. And then he also becomes Spider-Man. Now, in this universe, Peter Parker exists. He is already Spider-Man. He's been Spider-Man yep. for a lot of years. People love him. Yep. He's Spider-Man. He is... He's He's, he's essentially... He's, he's a hero. Well, and... and I, This movie basically says he's Tobey Maguire.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, like, we could talk more about the intricacies of stuff. But, yeah, like, it basically kind of, it's a nod and a wink to the Sam Raimi films. And it's like, yeah, this is what Spider-Man from those movies went on to be. Definitely.
0: Um, So after he gets bitten by the spider, he uncovers where the spider came from, which was this sort of it was well, it was from alchemex right alchemex yep which is that that factors heavily into spider-man lore but for the purposes yes, of this movie of this movie <laughs> um <laughs> what what alchemex is is it's a um it's a company that is founded by the kingpin where he's trying to yep. look for um he's basically trying to fold time in on itself to recover his wife and child that left yes. and were killed yeah. in a car accident Yep. Um, in doing so, Kingpin and his team of scientists break the space-time continuum and, and open
1: the multiverse.
0: Yes, and several Spider-Men's from across yeah. the dimensions come into Miles' world. Also, while this is happening, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Peter Parker, gets murdered by the Kingpin.
1: Yes, he does. Um,
0: like no two bones about it
1: nope peter parker him. is dead yeah I have uh, a funeral mm-hmm. it's a whole thing yep. that happens
0: so then miles is then left with this kind of conundrum of he has to kind of he he has the powers of spider-man
1: yeah but he's also
0: 14 or 15 yeah and he so, doesn't
1: know how to do this thing right but feels like i need to figure this out and like, what should I do with these powers? Right,
0: and also, so the the spider people come from across the the, the dimensions, and they are yep. their their cells are starting to decay be, because they don't their bodies don't like being in not their own yeah. dimension, and yep. so he's got to work with them to kind of figure out how to get them back, but also prevent Kingpin from, you know, destroying New York basically, yeah. and. Yes. You know he's saddled with this this conflict of like I'm not good enough to be Spider-Man but when all these people leave I have to be Spider-Man. Yes. So like what do I do? I know I Mm want to learn from these other spider people but they're they have their own worries to deal with which is getting back to their home. And so that's like the the really like bare bones. Bones (laughs) of it. Bare bare bones of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And it's a lot.
1: That's already a lot,
0: and I love out. Yeah, that out is a
1: lot. Big chunks of the plot. Yes. You, yeah. Um, Try not to overwhelm, but yeah, that's like that's like the bare minimum.
0: <laughs> and it's a two-hour movie. Like it's not long. No, no. no.
1: And it, it's real good, you guys. It's it's really good. Like just from a storytelling perspective, it. It's just really good. It's solid. It's solid storytelling. Mm -hmm. Like, just from front to back, it's just really good things, you know, like plot points get paid off. Characters have really good arcs. Like, multiple characters have Mm -hmm. really good arcs. Like, Miles, Peter, Gwen. Like, Mm -hmm. there's just lots of really good stuff in this movie. And I, man... I loved it. I'd highly recommend you go see it. But MJ, do you have a particular direction you want to go? Because I could literally go anywhere Uh, talking about this movie. Corey, take the
0: wheel, man. Corey, take the wheel.
1: Corey, take the wheel. Alright. First, let's talk about the animation that we Mm. have going on in this film. So, this film is beautiful. It's gorgeous Mm. to look at. It is doing so many different styles of animation at the same time, still having a very cohesive feel like it feels like New York. And it feels like this living, breathing world, like very lived in. But at the same time, it also feels like I'm watching a comic book. Yeah. And some of the different things that they, they do like, you know, you'll, it feels like you're just watching a normal animated film. And then all of a sudden they do something that kind of breaks the fourth wall. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is a comic book movie. Like Miles will get thought bubbles, like his words will go into thought bubbles and mm-hmm. you'll hear that. Or like all of a sudden, like during an action scene and some of the action scenes are done like amazingly well. But like you'll see like the different panel effects or you'll see like the words um, that like kind of represent the sound effects like come on screen uh, there's lots of cool transitions that they do with the camera that are very, like, evocative of reading a comic book. And I just got to give kudos to the animators at Sony. Like, I don't know the previous projects that, like, I can't even think of them. Like, previous projects, like, Sony Animation has worked on. But this is hands down, like, the one of the strongest things that they have produced oh, in, like, never. I, I feel like... It's saying something that like I can't remember anything off the top of my head because it's like they probably like hey like top tier animators you're working on Spider Verse for like the next two years like this is what you're doing and it it definitely pays off in this film it's beautiful to look at like I said I love it there's so many different art styles on display here stuff that is like an homage to like even how the comic books were created there's just It's just, it's just really, it's a beautiful film to look at. And I enjoyed watching it. Like, it just was very fun. It was very pleasing. MJ, was there like any visual stuff that you really like jumped out to you? I really liked how it kind of just played
0: with the Spider-Man palette. Like, there are certain bits of Spider-Man art you can pick out from there. from, From the movie and the way they frame certain shots and stuff like that. But you can't really say that the movie looks like any one Spider-Man illustrator's work. Yes. And I really liked how it kind of just encompassed the full breadth of Spider-Man's legacy in, in Marvel. I really liked that. I really, really liked all the graphic design on his street art. I thought it was so cool. Yes. I really want that no expectations piece with his Yeah, that was sweet. I want that either like as a print or on my desktop background or something. I thought it was super cool. I thought the, you know, the symbolism of it was fantastic. It was really easy to read. It's, it, I, I was, that was the weirdly for as gorgeous as that movie is, that was the thing where I was like, oh man, I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. I really liked all the thought bubbly stuff. Uh, I liked the kind of pop art dots that kind of happened sometimes. Yeah, yep, yeah. I liked how kind of New York it felt. Um, yes, it felt very much like a. It felt like an eighties hip hop album kind of came to life. Like it felt like it felt like the logo of the Fresh Prince was a movie. And I know yeah. <laughs> that sounds bad, but it's not. It's just really, it's really vibrant and. Um, like really easy to follow even though there's a lot going on in any given shot
1: yeah um yeah.
0: and the way they struck that balance was really nice i loved the way they blended like anime and yep cell shaded animation and like more comic book sketchy art it was amazing like that that stuff looked okay you know like spider Man yeah. looks like a looney tunes guy yep uh spider-man noir looks like a uh like a like the spirit basically you know yep, and yep Penny Parker is, like, just, like, a straight-up anime girl with, like, a Baymax yeah. robot, you know? And I really liked... I just loved how cohesive the palette of this movie was, given how garish it could have, and honestly, yeah. should have been.
1: hmm This, yeah, to bring all these things together in, like, this cohesive manner is... It's astounding. Like, it is an achievement. There are so many things that like when you say them out loud, like even as you guys are listening, you're like, these should not work together in a film. There's just like no way. But it does. And the movie just really heavily leans into itself. Like it doesn't it doesn't it has something to say. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's very aware of what it is. And like, Mm. you know, that that's kind of more going towards thematic stuff, but just in terms of like the production value and like the art design and the overall aesthetic, like it's still very aware. It's like, this is a film, but it's also pulling from all these different mythos of Spider-Man. And it's like, he's a comic book character, like first and foremost. And like, it's able to blend that. So you get that overall aesthetic. And I think that's amazing.
0: Yeah. I think that, that the, the, the flourishes of like comic booky stuff could have been really bad. Um Because we've seen movies try that before, uh the Angley Hulk comes to mind.
1: Yeah, and
0: one of the things that that movie gets crapped on all the time for is looking so much like a comic book.
1: Yeah, but this movie does it in a way where I don't know. Like it doesn't it doesn't take you out of it. No, it feels like this is how it should be. Like for this story, for this world, this is how it should be.
0: Yes. Yeah. Miles' yeah. world feels like it has to take place in this.
1: This. Stop. world. Yeah. And so and like another thing, like I, I just love all of that, but another thing, like, let's let's kinda move on to like thematic stuff, because I have so much here I want to say. But first and foremost, this movie understands and the writers understand that this is a Spider Man movie. Mm-hmm. And you know, when when I say that, people are like, what do you mean? Like the main character isn't Peter Parker. It's this new Miles guy but like i mentioned earlier it's like the the people behind the writing of this movie really understand what makes spider-man spider-man and the thematic elements that go through this film through the different character arcs through the different beats of the plot really all of them point like to they converge at this point that really says like this is what spider-man stands for this is the heart of what spider-man is and i i thought that was done in such a diverse, creative, but, like, cohesive way. Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, you have all the different Spider-People. Obviously, Miles is, like, the main character in this story. But you have, like, the Peter Parker of Miles' universe. You have the alternate Peter Parker. You have Spider-Gwen and Spider-Ham and Penny Parker and Spider-Man Noir. But they all, like just in their interactions and mainly with like the main three, but you see like what makes them Spider-Man and like why they do what they do. And I thought that that was handled so well. And just to get into the specifics of miles, um, I'll be honest. Like when miles first got created and introduced into the comic book world, I wasn't a huge fan of him um, because it felt like to me, like how can you, How can you take this other person and say that they're Spider-Man when there's so many things, like, inherent to this particular character? Mm -hmm. And obviously, as time progressed um, and the stories got more fleshed Mm -mm. out, they handled Miles in a way that even though, like, his exteriors and his situations and how he came to be Spider-Man and, like, obviously his personality is different than Peter's, but the motivations and why he does what he does like those line up with who spider-man is and i feel like this movie just really like it just it was a home run in showing people like oh even though miles is different and you know like the obvious difference is like you know he's black and he's latino and he lives in this very different like neighborhood than peter parker grew up in and like you know there's you know and it's, it's different like he still has a father figure and like you know these very overt differences the movie was still able to like bring us to a point of saying like oh Miles and Peter are both Spider-Man because of this thing because of like you know with great power comes great responsibility and you see that obviously they've got to that in different ways but that's the core of what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man
0: Yeah, I think, um, I was listening to someone talk about it. It might have even been Stanley, or someone quoting Mm -hmm. Stanley. And they were saying what makes Spider-Man great is that he is completely covered when he steps into his suit. Yeah. Right? So, Clark Kent, you see his face uh, when he becomes Superman. Batman, you see the lower third of his face. You know, you can tell that there's a person behind it, and it's, you know... Just like a guy or like Wonder Woman's just like a lady in a tiara. Um, but like Spider-Man is fully covered when he enters the suit.
1: Yeah. And he's anyone can a... be Spider-Man. Exactly.
0: Anyone can be Spider-Man. No one knows who Spider-Man is except for a select few people. And yeah. they're keeping that secret for him. So Spider-Man could be you. Spider-Man could be me. You know, you don't know he's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, you know that they've always stuck that branding on him of like, he is whoever you need him to be. Yeah, when he steps out of the suit, he's got the same worries and troubles as you and I and he's yep. struggling, but he is. Oh, is Kevin Smith. I was listening to talk about this. Spider-Man is who we think we like to think we would be if we put the mask on. Right, yeah. because Superman's got that criticism of being an overgrown Boy Scout, but also Superman is what an alien. Superman yes. is not of our planet. Peter Parker's just a guy that got bit by a spider. That's yeah. it. You know, he didn't. And, he
1: didn't want the powers. He's just a normal dude.
0: Yeah, and so Kevin Smith brought up this really great idea of like, I think Spider-Man endures because he could be anyone, and he's so relatable because even you know like. If tomorrow I got bit by a spider and got the Spider-Man powers, I want to assume that the best version of myself is the version that would help people. Yeah. But I also would still have to do my day job. I would still have to worry about bills. I would still have to take care of my family. Yeah. And that's, that's a universal thing.
1: Yeah, and I think it's for so many of those good reasons that you pointed out. It's like that's why Spider-Man is so relatable. There's so many things, you know, like you just talked about like anyone can be Spider-Man and like the, also the the idea I brought up of like with great power comes great responsibility and like like all these things and, you know, it's like even when he takes off the mask, he still has to deal with life, you know. There's so many of these truths built into who like the idea of Spider-Man that I think really resonate with people, even if it's not Peter Parker. And I thought that was, I thought that was so well handled in this movie for people who, you know, like I'm, I'm the outlier, you know, the, the comic fans who know about miles and Mm -hmm. who've gone to read his stuff. And we know, but like this movie did such a great job of like, for people who just have no idea. It's like, okay, what makes Miles Spider-Man, you know? yeah, And all those things were hit on, like, you know, like with great power comes great responsibility. There's like a scene in there where like that's talked about, you know, there's a scene where Peter Parker is like, don't do it like me, do it like you. Yeah. You know, like, because anyone can be Spider-Man. And obviously that is highlighted because you have these Spider-Men from across these different universes who... You know they do it very differently. They look very differently, but like when you get to the heart of like what makes them Spider-Man, it's like it's still the same thing.
0: Yeah. Well, and and we see that after uh spoilers. Now we see that <laughs> in um the reveal of Prowler being his uncle yeah. Aaron and getting killed at the hand of Kingpin, who is now mm-hmm. the second person who Miles has seen die in front of him at the at the hand of Kingpin. Yes. And. Also, the second person who Miles thinks can help him understand himself. Yeah. uh, Who's he's seen die at the hand of the kingpin. Um, You know, we see him have to let that go. And yeah, he goes back to the other spider people and is like, you know, it was my uncle Aaron was killed by the kingpin right now. And they all share their story of loss. And like, I think it's interesting because that's one of those things that's just like a weird comic book thing where it's like they all have to have like the important dead person. But this movie really spins it in a nice way. And I think, you know, people get hung up on the Martha thing. Yeah. Uh In Batman v Superman. This is the same thing.
1: But just done in a better way.
0: I'm fine <laughs> with the Martha thing in Batman v Superman. Um But I know people... I'm not
1: I... I hate that
0: movie. <laughs> I know people really didn't like that, and they thought it was, like, cheesy, that it was, like, oh, it's always been kind of, like, a bit of comic book nerd trivia, like, the, oh, Batman and Superman have the same... Yeah, have the same...
1: Yeah, their mom, moms have the name. same
0: name. Um, But, like, this, I felt like, was almost exactly the same. And, yeah, it's, it's better than Batman v Superman, but I think that's also why I, like, I was fine with it in Batman v Superman because, like, it was taking this weird bit of comic book trivia or weirdness and ascribing I I think some emotional weight to it and I think that that's fine and I think this movie proved it
1: and yeah uh, I, I would agree I think that's fine I just think the storytelling was not done well in Batman v Superman so it just felt like a random piece of trivia that was like well like who cares whereas in <laughs> Where in, in in this movie, like, the familial relations with his Uncle Aaron and him dying, like, mm. that makes more sense of, like, okay, like, why this would be formative for him. Sure. Don't get me wrong.
0: It's so much better in Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I was also,
0: <laughs> like, I was like, oh, cool, in, in Batman v Superman. But with this, I was like, this is about the third time in seven minutes this movie's had me about to cry.
1: So, we need to move on, movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. And... And... Go ahead. No, I was going to say and like kind of kind of playing off of that, you know, that you said they sh- everyone shares somebody that they've lost, all the different spider universes. That's another one of those components of Spider-Man. You know, it's kind of tied to the great res- great power, great responsibility. You know, it, it's not the happiest thing, but like part of like what drives Spider-Man, like one of his motivators is guilt. And it, it is that like mm-hmm. he had the ability to do the right thing. Like in Peter Parker's case, he could have stopped that guy who, you know, would robbed the guy from the wrestling arena and who cheated Peter out of his money, but he didn't stop him. And, you know, unfortunately that guy was the guy who led to, you know, uncle Ben being killed, you know, and it could have been anyone who could have been killed, but it was uncle Ben. And, you know, that gets translated that sense of guilt. One of the motivators for Spider-Man that gets translated. We see that here in miles. Not just once, but twice. It's like, yeah, he was untrained, but, like, he could have, you know, he feels that weight of, like, I could have helped Peter, Peter Parker, but I didn't do anything, and so he died. And then it's like, I could have maybe done something else, and, like, you know, my Uncle Aaron didn't have to die, you know? And so it's like, again, it's those things that, like, everybody resonates with of Spider-Man. Like, everyone has had those moments where it's like, man, I... You know, I could have done something more for that situation. I'm not saying to the extreme of, like, somebody died because someone didn't do something. Obviously, that is part of, like, you know, in in trying to make a superhero backstory. But this movie gets across, again, the things that make Spider-Man Spider-Man. Like, it gets them across very clearly. Mm -hmm. And even though it's not Peter Parker, it's Miles. But you can see the same through line of, like, oh, he's motivated by the same thing that motivated Peter. Yes, yeah. Well said, man. Just so many, so many great things in this movie. I, man, I just, I just really loved it. And like you said, there was there was moments where I was like, man, this is this is hitting me in a, mm-hmm. in a t- in a tough place. And Miles, the other thing too, it's like you know, I'm just talking about the similarities between him and Peter. The movie does a great job of showing us like what's different about Miles and like. I mentioned earlier like the Peter Parker tells him it's like don't do it like me do it like you and even tying back to the whole idea of like great expectations which is like the book report that he has to write in the school that he's in that he really doesn't like you know a lot of this movie gets to show us who Miles is and we get to see like oh yeah he's interested in these things and he has these struggles and you know he doesn't he doesn't have, like, an Aunt May, per se. It's like, he does have his family, but there's still strained relationships there. Like, some of the stuff between him and his dad I thought was really well done. Yeah. It was, like, really well, well handled. And, you know, not to get, like, I don't know, I don't know what the word would be, but, like, you know, not to get too political, but, like, you know, his Miles being, like, a, you know, uh ethnic minority and, like, you know, his parents being, like, interracial and then even his dad being a cop it's like it it you know the dynamics that play there it's just like it's very different from like what Peter Parker you know has to process but it's like the movie didn't like play it up as like like this is the this is the main thing we want you to focus on but it's just it was these different pieces that just really helped to be like Miles is this very different character than Peter Parker and you know, the movie did it in this way where I was really invested in him. Like I really cared. Like I cared, like he has this really strained relationship with his dad. And some of that is because it's like, is you it know, his, his stepdad? No, it's his real dad. So why do they have different last names? That, that is a good question. I'm pretty sure that is his biological dad. I thought so. Cause even in the Spider-Man game, he, uh, his dad is Jefferson Davis.
0: And in this movie, he's Officer Davis.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's Davis. I'm pretty. I don't know. There, I could probably look that up, but I, I could have sworn like he is his biological dad.
0: Because I feel like if it's his stepdad, that relationship he has with him feels very much like a stepdad stepson.
1: Yeah that 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 would make sense if that's the case. Um, that that strain of relationship and, um. Yeah, just even the like, you know, wanting to be like his uncle, who's kind of like this gangbanger type and his dad very much being like the law enforcement and like, hey, I don't want you to go down that path. You know, um, it's just it brings these different struggles to Miles that are very unique to him that mm-hmm. we wouldn't have seen in Peter Parker. And I like that because it's like it's just this different take of someone growing up in New York City. Which is the same New York City Peter was in, but it's just it's just a completely different angle of it. And that's cool. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's like a Spider-Man that has like, you know, his dad is like in law enforcement. And, you know, it's just it's just a very interesting take. And I liked that. And the this movie, like, really did a lot to lay the groundwork for people to like I don't think anyone would leave this movie and be like, oh, I don't like Miles Morales. Yeah. Even, even if you like Peter Parker, even if like you're a purist, I purist, I don't, I don't even know in quotations, but if you're like, oh, I, you know, Peter Parker is the only Spider-Man for me. I don't know how you could walk out of this movie and be like, I don't care about Miles or I don't like him.
0: Yeah. No, he's great. I thought he was characterized really well. Um, his arc is great. Um, I really like the scene where he takes one of Peter's suits and, like, puts his spray paint on yeah, it. And that was
1: really well done.
0: I really liked Aunt May in this one a lot. I think she yeah. might be my favorite Aunt May, but that might also be because I'm a big, big, big Lily Tomlin fan. Yeah. And... Uh, I was really, really, really happy that she was in it. She showed up and started talking, and I was like, Lily Tomlin is Aunt May is perfect casting! Yeah! Uh, yeah, I was like, I didn't know I wanted that until I saw it. That's great. Um, but I thought she was great of just, like, accepting, like, the Spider-Verse people. And, like, yeah,
1: just I, no, no second-guessing. Just like, yeah, this is happening.
0: Well, and also, I think... Do you... She, She's connected to Doc Ock somehow. Is she? Yes, because earlier in the movie... By the way, they do a gender-swapped Doc Ock that's... uh,
1: She's from Spider-Man 2099s. That's where they pulled that idea from. Okay, so it's Olivia... Octavius. Octavius, but she's
0: his wife in one of the, like right that's his she's like in 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 normal spider-man she's married to to to, what's his name
1: otto otto right yeah uh i yes i think in in the mainline one he does get married but then yeah she becomes like lady octopus
0: okay yeah katherine hahn who i'm also a big fan of great casting but it's fun there's a line also she's great in the movie i really like that i didn't see that coming actually i was like oh snap
1: (laughs) yeah i know that was a that was a fun twist for me and like right when it happened i was like oh they did it from spider-man 2099 i was like i did not see that coming it was great
0: yeah and then post credits we get spider-man 2099
1: yeah um but there she's got a
0: line where peter says uh alternate dimension peter says um (sighs) Oh, what does he say? He goes, what do your friends call you? And she says, my friends call me Liv, but my enemies call me Doc Ock, and she attacks them. Well, when she attacks them at Aunt May's house, she goes, oh, good to see you again, Liv.
1: Oh, I I think I missed that. I did not catch that. Yeah, she says,
0: or she says something, but she calls her Liv, which implies friendship
1: yeah based on
0: the context of the movie so they're wondering if perhaps there's either a friendship or maybe even a romantic relationship because i guess there is an arc where Otto and may have a romantic relationship
1: that is possible i guess yeah i just that i completely missed that so i thought that was like
0: yeah i i was i was kind of like what the heck um okay i one second i gotta kick a cat out of this
1: room i hear a cat another character i want to talk about real quick before we head to the next section um i i thought the the alternate peter parker was a very interesting choice for this movie like in a year where we've seen lots of different you know, types of Peter Parker, you know, it's like, we've seen Tom Holland. Mm -hmm. We've seen the Spider-Man who's more fully formed in the PS4 game. And like, he's the top of his game. And then, you know, like even this movie referencing the Sam Raimi movies. um, Initially when this Peter Parker showed up, I was like, what are they doing? Like, I'm not really, I don't know if I like him or whatever, but like the more that they progressed, and they showed, like, you know, what what could happen, like the type of toll that being Spider-Man could take on you mm-hmm. and, like, your relationships and just really what it means. Like, I thought it was a really, I thought it was an interesting take that we just haven't seen before, like, on screen of Spider-Man. And, you know, that, like, he's in this place where he's really depressed and he's struggling with, like, you know stress eating anxiety you know like he's in the middle of like a divorce with mary jane like you know just all these fears of like he didn't want to have kids you know for a number of reasons like he didn't think he could be a good father because he didn't have a strong father figure you know like it's just like all these all these things that like it was just a really cool angle to to touch on peter parker because like we've talked about already like in the podcast, like there's so much of Peter Parker that we've seen before, like even without reading the comic books, we've just seen him so much on screen and just to get this different take of him. I just thought was really cool. And to like slot him into like this mentor role for miles, like this kind of reluctant mentor, but like, you know, I love that they didn't make Peter so unlikable you know, like when you first see him, it's like, wow, he's a slob and like what's going on and like he's he's not in it to win it, but like as it progresses, it's like, oh, he still believes in who Spider Man is, you know, and he's mm-hmm. really good like he's still really good, like he's a good Spider Man. And like when you get to the core of it, he is a really good teacher and he says some good things to Miles that are like really influential and like he does care about him. And so I thought it was really cool to see like his arc like he gets redeemed in this movie of like, okay, I'm going to try again with Mary Jane. Like he finds, he finds purpose, you know, it's like, it's kind of with anything that you do for a while. It's like you get in there and you're like, this is awesome. And like, Oh, it would be great to like have spider powers or to get to do this one thing. But like the longer you do it, you know, you get jaded, you get tired of it. You get like the ins and outs, you get the actual toll that it takes on you. Like anything that you love, you know? Yeah. And this movie did a really good job of like painting that picture where it's like, we just haven't thought about, you know, this character in that way, but it still did it in a sense where it's like, you saw the weight and the burden and the heaviness that was upon him. But like, you still saw like his heart within that. And I really liked that. And I think that was, I think that was one of the things, you know, not to open a whole nother can of worms, but I think that was one of the things that like, the last star Wars film struggled with because it was like trying to show this different side of Luke. But like for some people, it felt like he was so not true to the character Mm. in some people's eyes that they just had a disassociation with him. And so for me watching this movie, someone who has grown up with so much Spider-Man stuff, I know so much Spider-Man lore. I've seen these alternate versions of Peter, all this stuff. It was cool. Even though it was off putting at the beginning to be like, I don't, what are they doing with this? But this, as it progressed, to be like, oh, he is Peter Parker. He's just going through a rough time. And like, life sucks and life is hard sometimes, but he still genuinely is the same guy. And so I thought that was cool. I thought, and I thought like his arc, though the movie was Miles' movie and Miles was like the headliner, I felt like Peter had a really significant supporting role, and we got to see, like, this different arc for Peter Parker that I thought was really substantial.
0: Yeah, I agree with all of that. I actually kind of like the... and So, to address your Luke Skywalker thing, yeah. um, <laughs> I think that the, this has the advantage of saying it's an alternate dimension, Peter Parker. Yes, 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 um, it does. And not saying this is this is the Chris Pine Peter Main Parker. line, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, by the way, Chris Pine, really good casting as well. He was, movie's he really, was great. Yeah, really well cast. Yeah, um, it is. But I think uh, from the get-go, I was kind of on board with that because we've seen so much Peter Parker. I was like, oh, I'm down for kind of like a bad one. Like not an evil yeah, one necessarily. Yeah, yeah. But like he just kind of sucks and can't catch a break, like and like it's mostly his fault. Um you know, because he talks about like don't open a spider themed restaurant, kid. Yeah. And yeah. uh I was like, Bad, Man. bad
1: financial investment.
0: Yeah. And I was like, This is great. Like this is a cool direction to take this yeah. character. And I think it I think it's also why you see stuff kind of across the board as far as praise goes where it's like you, i think kids and adults get some someone they can relate to like yes i'm not a burnout like peter parker but like i definitely have been through times where i'm like not super passionate about what i'm doing yeah or like yeah i've made i've gone all in on a decision and then been like oh that didn't pan Crap. out at no. all you know um and just like you know not i i haven't had any real marriage struggles but like yeah. being married's not easy you know no it it
1: takes work you know
0: <clears throat> um but you know and so i think that was that was really cool too and i think you can also kind of i'm not a parent but i think you can also kind of see how you know J- jefferson davis interacts with him mm-hmm. i am an uncle so i totally understood like uncle aaron and yeah. all that stuff so i think Just across the board, the characters are great. Um, One of the things I really liked was how little of the other three Spider-People there were. And I'm not saying that because I didn't like them. I loved all of them so much. Yes, they were great. And I feel like you could charge me as many American dollars as you wanted for me to see a Spider-Man noir movie starring Nicolas Cage.
1: Yeah, I would I would do that. He was incredible in this movie. <laughs> it was so great. And I thought when they, like, way early on when they were talking about, like, <laughs> casting choices. And I heard Nick Cage was going to be Spider-Man noir. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I wasn't, like, completely, like, against it. But I was like maybe Nick Cage will surprise me.
0: And he was great. I was, he was great uh, here. I was so all in on that, even if that character was the worst. <laughs> like, I was just like, I can't believe that this is going to happen. And I'm so on board for it. Yes. Um, but the other piece of casting that I loved was John Mulaney as Spider-Ham. Yeah, I that was... remember when I saw the trailer and he came out and started talking. I screamed at like six in the morning, because that's when I watch my trailers. I screamed, yeah. that's John Mulaney! Because I love John Mulaney. He's he's my favorite stand-up comic working right now, hands down. He's great. He's and great. Uh, I just couldn't... I was like, are you telling me there's going to be a Spider-Man movie where John Mulaney plays Spider-Ham and also Nicolas Cage is there Cage. being <laughs> Spider-Man noir? Like... This movie is gonna be insane, and I have to see it. Yes, Um, and like on paper, all that sounds like stunt casting, right? Yeah, but like they're perfect. It's perfectly cast. Um, Penny Parker's great, and I I really liked her thing of like having the psychic, her like very anime origin of like having a psychic connection with a spider that controls a robot. Um. You know, I don't know too much about either of the any any of those three characters, but you know, I know I know they exist, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were all so like great and funny and had really great moments. But I really liked that <clears throat> the movie didn't lean into them the way I think it could have, and I think in more in less restrained hands, it would have done that. Like, it really would have leaned hard on the Spider-Ham, Spider-Man noir stuff, Yeah, I think. And I really did want more of both of those characters, um, but I also am kind of glad they didn't get in the way.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely would say they were great, and I love what they did. And, like, yeah, like, I would love to watch way more of them but for this movie I felt like there was restraint and they were used aptly like yes. it wasn't like oh not like even in like kind of you know a trope that they do in the movie is like okay let's let's do this one more time like they do the comic origin of everybody That like, was so great first- that was great. And when you got to the three of them, it was like, "Oh, let's do it again." But it's like they did all three of them simultaneously yeah. and like you kind of can't fully hear what's going on. And then I think it's like Gwen or Miles or somebody cuts the mouth halfway through and they're like, "Okay, like we're good." Like the movie understood like, "Hey, these are like kind of more the comic relief." And, like, we don't need to, like, lean super heavy into, like, their backstory and, like, deep thematic elements. And, you know, like, they had their moments, and that's all they needed. Yeah. You know? Because the focus is the other three, like, Gwen, Peter, and Miles. Like, that's, that's where, like, the character development is happening. So I thought that was handled really well. Because when you get, like, an ensemble cast like that, things can go arrive very quickly well, and
0: especially when you have nicholas cage because i feel like one of the things you're tempted to do when you have nicholas cage is just like be like okay go full crazy person yep you know i i, I thought that was nice you know because you know, it's uh like like mandy Mandy came yeah, out this yeah, year yep. and that movie's insane. Like it is, it is cage uncaged. And I love that version of Nicolas Cage. And he's, he's legitimately, I would say great in that movie. I don't think, uh, it, it is so in his wheelhouse of being an insane person, but it's like, I think it's a really good movie, but I also am glad that he was able to kind of bring in his Nicholas cageness. But also yeah. still use it very effectively. Um, like just his delivery on some of that stuff, man, was so it was just so great. And uh, like at the end when he had the Rubik's Cube and he was like, I'm taking oh, yeah. this cube thing with me. I don't understand it, Stand it. But I will. And I thought that was great. I thought it was super great <laughs> when they were all putting their expectations. Once again, tying into the theme. Yep. Their expectations on what Miles should be as Spider-Man before they realized that they should put no expectations, hey, Mm -hmm. on him. Uh, And (laughs) they were like, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And Spider-Ham goes, can you float through the air when you smell a delicious pie? And it was just this like really specific cartoony thing. (laughs) And uh, And (laughs) I was like, that's so great because he's just like a Looney Tune. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really liked that. Like all that stuff was great, and it just kind of helped color in the world and make it feel really lived in and great and and vibrant. And mm-hmm. you know, the, I they just did it perfectly. Like this movie's really, really, really well constructed, man. Yes,
1: yes, it is. Um, oh, it's so good. And I, man, I you you need to go see it. It's great. And I, I think where. We can kind of like maybe land the plane mm-hmm. is, um, just kind of the the overall like, um, how they handle different like we've talked a lot about like the aesthetic is like this this meshing of all these different things, but I really love how they handled a lot of the Easter eggs, Spider-Man references, and even mm-hmm. like some of the meta humor. I thought was done really well. Like, you know, we, we've mentioned the Raimi movies a couple times, but this movie does a good job of like, it's its own story. It's its own world. Like we've talked about, it's got this very distinct style, but it kind of pays homage. And because this premise is so well constructed of like, Oh, this is one universe in so many universes. It's able to do this thing like where it can tie in that other stuff. And like, I know Sony didn't plan to, like, you know, reboot Spider-Man three times and then have, like, these spinoff Spider-Man movies and, you know, whatever. And then, like, have a story where it's like, hey, like, we're going to do all these, like, multiverses. But I feel like this movie, like, really is able to leverage some of that. Like, mm-hmm. pull in different spider man Like, hey we can kind of laugh at ourselves about, like, the Raimi movies. Like, I love the joke in there about Spider-Man 3. Where he's like, like and when, then I did this. And then I did this. And then, like, the 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 thrusting, the dancing and yeah. the thrust. Like, it was, like, there was stuff like that where I was like, it's just the right amount of, like, meta yes, for me. Or even, like, you know, they're breaking into Alchemix and they're talking about, like, getting the stuff. And Peter's like, you know, like, when you've done this, it's like, you know exactly how it's gonna go and it's always on like a flash drive thingy you know like on the, oh, yeah, the yeah, thingy yeah. and then he's like you know and the villain will always say this 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 and then you know like they get in there and like doc ox says like literally what spider-man just said like there is enough meta humor or you know he makes a joke like oh save it for comic-con you know yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. stuff there's stuff like that where i laughed and it wasn't like hyper intrusive to me the way like other films have been like hey do you remember this nostalgia hey do you remember this like meta humor because we're so funny and like we're breaking the fourth wall like every other minute like it wasn't like that deadpool are you talking about deadpool (laughs) deadpool little jurassic world you know like all those all those things like it was very balanced and controlled and i loved how even the spider-man like Mythos and a lot of the easter eggs And stuff they were on display In the movie but like It didn't say like hey You have to look at this thing so even Stuff like when Miles is like scrolling through His phone and his contacts it's like You know Michael Brian Michael Bendis is in his yeah contacts. I saw that Yeah and it's like oh like one of the guys who Helped create spider-man and Jack Kirby Is in his contacts as well Yeah and, and uh, Steve
0: Ditko Is in his dad's
1: Yep yeah and just, just, and you know, like when they go into the spider cave, you've got all the different Spider-Man suits, like the PS4 Spider-Man. Yeah, I saw that. There. I saw that. Yeah, and like all the different things. Even like the two different Peter Parkers, like the one that we see in Miles' universe is kind of like a reference to like Ben Riley and like uh-huh. the clones. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you know, like if you're a Spider-Man fan and you're deep into the lore you will know that stuff like immediately i was like oh is ben riley in this universe like yeah stuff like that but if just watching like these things don't detract from your enjoyment and i thought and like even like you know when miles is reading like amazing fantasy and stuff like that it's just it was just really clever and like we have all these different universes we can do this we can leverage it in this way where it's not distracting or like, hey, look at this Easter egg. Look at this thing. You love Spider-Man? Look at this thing. I just thought it was it was just really like organic to the film and just and sometimes even subverted your expectations. Like, you know, the whole scene when Miles is down there doing his graffiti and you see the spider, and then you're like, they're gonna be like this climactic thing when it bites him, and then it bites him, and you're like the music and all this stuff and miles just like swats it off and yeah. it falls on the ground. And then like, that's it. Like that was great. Like that was the stuff where it's like, we're so like the movie is self-aware enough to know the times to break the fourth wall and be like, you've seen this like so many times. We're not going to do that again. <clears> like, <throat> I just, I really love that. This movie is just like a well-constructed machine and it knows the times to like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to do that. And we're going to have restraint here. And yeah, it was just, it was great.
0: Yeah. And I like, I, I liked the post-credit scene with Miguel O'Hara. Yes.
1: We have to talk about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> way to, way to break the internet and be like, we're aware of all the memes. Let's just lean into it. Like,
0: <laughs> yes. So, uh, Jeremy, uh, by the way, Jeremy, we owe you movies. We know that yes, now, but, uh, they're they on the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, So Jeremy, when I tweeted that I was going to go see it, he said, uh, oh, are you going to go see this Spider-Man? And he sent me the gif of the original cartoon of them pointing at each other. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I didn't know that that was in the movie. Yeah. I thought he was just making a joke because we just joke around on Twitter all the time. And so uh, I was just like... Yeah, pretty sure that's the one, you know, is just a joke. And then yeah. I saw that post credit scene and I hit him back and I was like, I see. And he was like, I wasn't lying. Um And I man, that was great.
1: That was amazing. That's one of the best post credit scenes I've seen. Yeah. Like it just it it gave us enough to be like there's going to be a sequel. I hope there is a sequel. Like, th- I left this movie to me like, this is like the first <clears throat> Sony Spider-Man film in like a decade where has been like, <laughs> please give me a sequel. What? Not like where I've left in some confused mess about like, did I like that? Or just mm-hmm. completely like wrecked. Um, but the scene was great because it's like, okay, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, different universe. He's figured out the tech to actually be able to jump universes and it's like okay, there's our setup for a sequel. But then, like for him to go to like the 1960s like Spider-Man cartoon and recreate the iconic like pointing at each other scene. Yep. And they d- and it goes on for a while, man. It, it goes is-
0: on so long. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this is still happening. Uh, also, uh, did you notice the uh, casting for Miguel O'Hara?
1: Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. This movie just knocked it out of the park. Yep. There were so many people where I'm like, I don't know how that's gonna go. Like even Jake Johnson as Peter Parker as like the slob Peter Parker. Oh, he was, I was great. Like the, I was like the guy from New Girl. I remember watching the trailer. And, and Jurassic like, World. Oh freaking yeah. Um yeah, I remember like watching the trailer and be like, I don't know. And then Hannah, like from the other room, she was like, Are you watching New Girl? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yeah. And she's like, that's a weird, what? That's Peter? But yeah, he was great. Like all the, all the people we've mentioned, like yeah, just great casting. So then like to hear Oscar Isaac at the end it was like, all right, I'd be down. Well, what I really hoped for, and maybe they're saving it for the sequel. I really hope they are. But how they like hinted at the Raimi films and it sounded like there was conversation about it. But, like, if they would get Toby to voice one of the Peter Parkers. Oh, man. I was like, holy crap, that would have been amazing. Yeah, that would have been Like. Great. Bring them like, all in, man. Get Andrew like Garfield if, in there. Like, if, like if Toby had voiced, like, Chris Pine's Peter Parker. Yeah. And to see him die on screen. Dude. Holy crap. Yeah. For real. I. So and I was like, oh man, yeah, and get Andrew Garfield and like imagine like you could do so many things because it's like there's all these universes and like could Tom Holland show up for a quick second? Like I I don't know. I don't know, but like hopefully this does continues to do well and Sony is like, "We got to make another one of these." And hopefully Marvel is like, "Hey, you've got something good going on here. Like can we can we help each other with this? Like that, man.
0: Yeah, well, and even the, the not even the post-credit scene, but the last scene kind of implies that there's still something that allows them to communicate between dimensions because Gwen yeah. contacts yep. him. That's the yep. last line of the thing. Gwen has the last line of the movie. Yeah. Um, yep. Where she's like, hey, do you have a second to talk or whatever? And it was just like, wait a
1: minute, what was that? What? Yeah and i and i think you know like some of this movie not to get too nerdy but like is based out of you know it's miles origin story that's altered slightly but then the other half of this movie is like based out of the spider-verse uh event that happened a few years ago in the comics Mm -hmm. and so that's where it's like the the multiverse collides and you get all the spider-mans from like you know the mainline 616 and then the ultimate universe and all these offshoots and characters created specifically for that. And so just recently there was a spider Geddon event that happened in the Marvel comics. And so I kind of makes me wonder, and that is more of a, like the Spider-Man are intentionally like recruiting each other to face this threat. It makes me wonder if the next movie will kind of heavily lean into that where it's like they have the technology to travel Mm -hmm. interdimensionally and even in that in the spider geddon thing, they have people who are literally like they kind of like tongue-in-cheek reference like the people who are just actors in the Spider-Man films and like in our world. Yeah. Yeah, so I I I really I would love to see that happen in the next movie. It's like we see Andrew Garfield and uh Toby at yeah, least that'd be great. because that would be that would be insane.
0: Yeah, that would be that would be awesome, but I also loved in that meta stuff how they like differentiated like Miles's world from our world yeah where it's like you know he had the chance the rapper poster oh yeah, it, yeah but it was the 4 instead of the fourth, 3 or, or Coca-Cola
1: it's yeah, different yeah the Coca-Cola
0: yeah. was different there was an album uh the Weekends' last album was called Starboy yeah but it was and yeah. they had the artwork for it but it had like some other name on it Um, And then, was it Blake Griffin, the MLB player instead of the NBA player? Yes, yep. Just, like, little stuff like that I thought was great.
1: Yeah. Also, I thought the soundtrack was so good. (laughs) It was dope, man. Like, uh, so many good choices. Yep. I've been listening to the
0: soundtrack at work a lot.
1: I was so excited. I think the the scene that excited me the most music wise was like when he's going over, we see his uncle Aaron for the first time and it's like notorious B.I.G. And I was like, what? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh. I mean, but like, it was just great. Yeah. The soundtrack is amazing. It's phenomenal.
0: Yep. Yeah. Go see it, man. That thing works on every level. I feel like. Yeah, it It does. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies of the year, man. It's in my top ten, I think.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely in mine. Like immediate, like halfway through, I was like, okay, I love this movie. Like, yep. I just there's no. I'm kind of wondering, like, if it will get nominated in terms of best animation, like it, best animated film. Like, it should it should I? I can see people detracting because it's it's very innovative mm-hmm. in its animation style, and I feel like you know for people who are doing nominations like the purists might that might put them off but in terms of technically just the animation like i feel like it deserves a nomination at the least yeah i, I mean, think it it's, is, it's
0: the best mainstream animated yeah. movie i've seen this year for yep. sure yep because wreck it wasn't great no nope. um did you see it i haven't seen it i was not into it i just didn't met. love it yeah, it was th- I, there were things I really liked about it, but as a whole piece, yeah. It it went on forever. Like it 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 was almost the opposite of this where there was so much going on that it didn't know when to end.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so yeah, man, go see it. It's really yeah. it's really tight. It's 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 uh, it's it, so good.
1: It, man, it's so good. I'm going to go see it again. Like it is I'm Yeah, saying... I need to
0: see it again too cuz I missed half of the first act.
1: Oh, so some
0: guy was on his phone.
1: what the heck?
0: yeah, this guy was the on most, his phone. some of the most important stuff, yeah, it's all the setup, man. this guy what was on heck? his phone from the point where miles got bit until uh he met Peter B. Parker in the graveyard.
1: I would be pissed. I yelled at like, him
0: i <laughs> I did. I said, put your phone away, please. <laughs> I scared the crap out of our theater, but he put his phone away. Good. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah, I was pissed. Uh, I was so mad. Yeah. <laughs> I was burnt. He was just on Instagram and, like, going through
1: his camera roll and texting people pictures. It's like, if you want to do that, then just leave. Like, right? you don't deserve this movie if you're yeah. going <laughs> to. Ugh. Man.
0: Yeah, I was mad.
1: Yeah. But. This movie is definitely worth it, guys. You really should check it out. It's, like, just top to bottom solid. I loved it. I think you're going to love the characters. It, so many things work together in this beautiful way. And I think you'll leave a Miles fan. You know, I think you. Yeah. I I think even if you love Peter Parker, you'll be like, Miles is a cool guy. Like, I would hang with him. Like, I would.
0: Well, and also, you know, not, not, not even the, this isn't even the first piece of Spider-Man media with uh, a Miles in it. Yeah. PS4, PS4 Spider-Man has Miles in it. Yep. And Spider-Man Homecoming technically oh, mentions yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles. Yep, cause... Uncle Aaron. Yep. So I was going to ask you about that. Do you think they're going to turn Donald Glover into Prowler?
1: That would be awesome. I, you know, I don't, we'll, we'll see how Far From Home plays out, yeah. but... I, a lot of stuff I've read and different interviews with different people. I mean, like, it sounds like basically phase four of Marvel is kind of like the start of like reboot of Marvel. Some people exiting, some people taking different mantles and I don't, you know, and like with Tom Holland's contract, you know, he's slated for five movies, I think far from home. Will that fill his, is that his fifth or his fourth movie with Endgame. Uh, fifth, fifth. So, I you know there will be negotiations for that, but like, I am. It'll be very interesting. Like, I think they might. I think they might go that direction. Mm-hmm. And because, like, if this movie continues to do well, that conversation will definitely get pushed forward. Yeah, because just the fact that that uh. Uh, Aaron got put in homecoming is like, that was this kind of like, Hey guys, we can't do miles yet, but just here's just like a piece. So, you know that he's on our radar. Yeah. And so I, I think it very well could happen. And that would be great to see Donald Glover, like step into prowler. And that would be great for like, kind of, I wonder if they would do like some sort of kind of hybrid, like Tom Holland, and miles you know like peter and miles but then like it kind of peter is more of the secondary character kind of like what they did great like kind of what they did with homecoming with iron man um because they've obviously seen like sony has just done it and it worked really well and so like maybe they would try it but it's like the spotlights on miles and prowler could be the main villain like i i think I want to say, like, if I was betting, I want to say, like, in the next couple years, we will see a Miles Spider-Man. Yeah, I think you're right. There's just so many things, and, you know, them trying to move in the direction of kind of, like, you know, like, you know, Robert Downey, I think, sounds like he's close to being done, and, you know, uh, I think they're going to try to position... What's his face to be Captain America now? Like the guy currently being Bucky. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So, so. Or or Falcon. Move Falcon into that mantle. So there's a lot of people I think exiting after End Game, and so it just only makes sense. And I'm even wondering with whatever happens in End Game, if they're because there's going to be time travel and like universe manipulation, if they're going to do something where it's like Miles does exist now in this universe. Like, yeah. Or like he's more of a, he's an established Spider-Man or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. I think I'm more excited to see where this Spider-Man goes than almost any other one.
1: Yes. Like I said, man, I left this movie and I was like, give me a sequel. Yeah. And like I said, I haven't felt that for the last three, four tangentially related Spider-Man films produced by Sony. Like I just have been like, wow, that was something. <laughs> yep. Uh, is that it, man? You got you got anything I th- else? <laughs> I mean, I think I think that's all I got. Like, I love Spider Man. Like I, like we've said, go see it. It's great. Um, it's it's a great movie. Take everybody. It's good times. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, it's a. Uh...
1: It casts a wide web. Yeah. It casts a wide net. I don't...
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it's for everyone. It's not, like... It is. It's not super violent. Like, you could take your kid to see it. Um, yeah. It's not super violent. It's not really adult. There's not a lot of, like, grown people jokes. Um, huh. There's, not like, no sexual innuendo. Nope. There's, like, a swear word. Um, yeah. The action's really, like, tame. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's definitely, like, if your kid is into Spider-Man please take your kid to see this movie please take your kid to see this movie
1: yes definitely and i think we talked about this movie is just a good job of like anyone can wear the mask yep and you know that's part of like why miles was created just to be like more reflective of like anyone can be spider-man and this movie since it has all the different spider people you know kids can go see it and be like oh I, I, you know, I can be Spider Man or like Spider Gwen or like Miles. You know, like there's somebody yeah. everyone's gonna connect with.
0: Yeah, well, and also that leads into the Stan Lee cameo, which is yeah. You know, I, I was reading an <laughs> interview with Phil Lord where he was saying that they knew they wanted Stan's cameo to be really meaningful to Miles. Um, yeah. And so they said we should have him sell him his suit. Um, and you know he has that great line where he's like, "It always fits eventually." Yep. And, uh, you know, it's got kind of a double meaning.
1: Yeah. In a really it, nice way. And it, yeah, and it was, it was great. And it's like all the, all these things. And it's like, you know, the creator of Spider-Man, like kind mm-hmm. of like, Hey, I know you'll get there. Yep. So,
0: yeah. So, uh, yeah, that'll do it for us. Uh, formative filmography is on the way. Uh, it is. Said episode
1: that. two is coming yeah
0: i just gotta quickly edit it. i just gotta edit it it'll probably be next week i know i keep saying that but i that's my goal is to have it out by the new year and then we'll definitely have a new episode in january yes um, we will yep jeremy we haven't forgotten about you you will get your stuff in january yes um yeah it's just been crazy times so yeah that's it you can follow me on twitter at mj smith 891 you can follow me on instagram at the same handle if you want to see pictures of pinball machines and my cat. Yeah. Um, I think if you look at my story right now, there's me yelling at my wife at some Christmas lights. It's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it made me laugh. She didn't think it was amusing, but I thought it was super funny. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everyone. Yep. All the things. Yep. Corey, you have anything?
1: Nope. They, right. know where f- they know where to find me if they want to yep. find me.
0: All right, sounds good. That'll do it. Uh, Until next time, we're the Spider-Men.
1: Yeah.